Welcome back to the program, America. Your friendly neighborhood hatchet man, Brother Craig, coming back at you live. And as promised, folks, we have a fantastic uh, big dog guest here. We have David Benham of the Benham Brothers uh, joining us. And uh, David, it's been too many years, my brother. Uh, I can't remember <laughs> five or six years ago we had, uh, I can't, actually, I can't remember if I had, I think we had both of you the last time. Yeah, you had us both last time, Craig, but you've got the better looking and the smarter one now. So <laughs> okay. We're good to go. Yeah, I look, I'm looking at you now. I don't know which one of you is the better looking. I know <laughs> one thing, this fine family that you two have, uh, you got some big boys here. One of them <laughs> is looking one of you brothers in the eye, and the other one is about four inches ab uh, above dad. So right. which is which? That's those are mine. I'm David. So I'm the older brother with, uh, I'm two minutes older than Jason. And I've got five kids. He has four and my two oldest boys, I've got one in uh, college playing basketball at a small Christian school in Louisville. And I got another that's going to college next year. Oh, wow. So, so I'm telling you. And then he's got a boy, his oldest is a boy who's going to play some college basketball here soon as well. So yeah, they're all looking us in the eye. And then I got one that towering up over the top of me. Yeah, yeah. I'm just sitting here <laughs> looking at the picture now. Beautiful, beautiful family the two of you have. And it's oh, praise the, the Lord. Yeah, the story you tell, I mean, it's just it's kind of cool when you're when you're not only twins, but it seems like you guys are are like best friends and have done things together. Um looking at here, you played baseball together and you've been in yeah. business together and uh your company just I remember when your company was big and you went on HGTV because, see, my yep. wife, Mrs. Hatchet, and I, we love HGTV and we used to watch you guys. And so we knew about, yeah. uh, you know, all that stuff that happened. You want to share a little bit of that with the audience yeah. for those that may not know? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jason and I, we both went to Liberty University and played baseball out there in Lynchburg, Virginia. We got drafted. I was drafted by the Red Sox and he was drafted by a lesser organization, the Baltimore Orioles. <laughs> we played minor league baseball. We got out of baseball and moved to Charlotte and started a real estate company. And we tell people that we had no business training whatsoever. We were raised by a pastor in Dallas, Texas. And mm -hmm. so we didn't know anything about business, but we did have the principles of scripture. Mm -hmm. And we applied those in the marketplace. And seven years after we started our company, we had 100 offices in 35 states. And then HGTV made us an offer for a reality show, they knew who we were because our dad was the guy who baptized Jane Roe of Roe versus Wade, Supreme Court decision. Oh, wow. Wow. And she who changed her mind. Yep. Yeah. Uh, right. uh, Rhonda McGarvey. Radically saved. And, and we write about this in our book that what's the story that most of the media didn't catch and didn't report was that her lesbian partner, Connie, got radically saved as well. And our dad, I'll never forget, we came home from school one day and he had a U-Haul truck and he goes, come on, boys, you're coming with me. We're going to Miss Norma's house. We're going to move her out of there. Her and Connie can't stay together like this. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So H HGTV knew who we were. They knew mm -hmm. that we were strongly pro-life. They knew that we were strongly pro-marriage, that we weren't afraid to speak the truth and speak it in love. And, uh, and so they were fine with it. Um, but when the commercials started rolling and we started filming all of the episodes and then our names got out there and we, we were on the banner of their, uh, their Facebook page and their website and all this. Mm -hmm. that's hello. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, can we you hear me. I can now. Okay. We had okay, a little, we had a little hiccup I'm, there. That's okay. I'm, sorry. I'm driving. And, uh, anyway, so, but, but anyway, they, after the commercial started running, 
that's when some of the activist groups uh, targeted HGTV and said, hey, these boys, they went through the whole narrative. They're haters and bigots mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. So HG then uh, said, no, they're not. These guys are good, hardworking Americans. They're expanding the tax base, creating a lot of jobs and doing really good flips and remodels. And uh, anyway, but HG couldn't put up with the pressure. And, and mm-hmm. we call it the thought mafia. It's the thought mafia. They yeah. Pulling people into intimidation and silence. And we told HG, we're not going to back down. And so they ended up firing us and uh, they felt really bad. You know, I felt bad for them. They mm-hmm. invested mil- millions of dollars into the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they fired us, uh, it became quite a, a news story. And next thing you know, we're on all these news stations. Good Morning America, Nightline, and ESPN, and Fox, and CNN, all of them. HBO, mm-hmm. Bill Maher came after Blessing and in disguise. Had, well, that, that's exactly right. And and what we found is that when you speak the truth and you speak it in love, all hell's going to break loose. Mm-hmm. And G, Jesus tells us in Matthew five eleven, Blessed are you when men persecute you and falsely accuse you for mm-hmm. my name's sake. And false accusations because we believe in marriage. False accusations because we believe that an unborn child is a human being. Oh, false it, accusations. Yeah. yeah. You know it, what's it, happening it, in my home state of Virginia, don't you? Oh, I, I, I heard your governor and I was blown away. I, that's infanticide. Yeah. You guys need to absolutely get. Lord, well, you got Northern Virginia you have to fight against. But I mean, the, the salt and the light needs to come out of the church house. And be salt and light at the next election. Hey, man to that, brother. Protect those kids. Yeah, yeah. The babies, the babies are worth our vote. And for us to not get out and vote and to allow people like Governor Northam and others to take their lives and to use their in, image, influence, and income to to support Planned Parenthood and this culture of death. Mm-hmm. The, the, the only thing necessary for good for evil to prevail is for good men and women to do nothing. Edmund Burke said that. Amen so to that. Stand up. Yeah, yeah. And in your book, uh, Bold and Broken, you know, you you write about, um, you know, one of the chapters that I was reading was uh, the chapter about the three Peters. And you go through, uh, you know, Peter's uh, yeah. three different phases there. And, uh, yeah, he was bold, and yet he got to a place of being broken, and then he got back to a place of being bold. That's right. And that's why we wrote, we wrote this book, Bold and Broken, Becoming the Bridge Between Heaven and Earth. The reason why we wrote it is because we're watching everything happening around us today. I mean, millions upon millions upon millions of Americans are grieving at the moral collapse and decline of this nation. Mm -hmm. And and so when we now engage, when we want to rise up and engage, we need to be both bold and broken. And when you look at Peter in the garden, he was awakened and he was bold, but he reached for the wrong weapon, right? Yeah. But then God knew he needed a period of brokenness. And so the next time you see Peter in the courtyard, he's now broken. He's denying Christ three times to a little servant girl. Mm-hmm. So now he's broken, but he's not bold anymore. And so when he's all bold and not broken, he became a bully. But when he's all broken and not bold, he became a bystander. Mm-hmm. But when you're both bold and broken, you become a bridge that connects heaven to earth. And thank God for Peter in the book of Acts, who took his stand at Pentecost and preached the first gospel message after Christ had arisen. And boom, 3,000 people are added to the church and the the rest is history, as they say. Yeah. But this is what we have as the church today. We have to enter this cultural situation that God has placed us in as salt and light, mm-hmm. being bold and broken so that we can be a bridge that connects heaven to earth. Yeah, yeah. Very, very well said. And uh, tell folks real quick how they can get this book and reach out to you and your brother. 
Well, they can get the book anywhere books are sold, Amazon or Barnes & Noble or anywhere, but they can also reach out to us on our website, Benham Brothers. That's B-E-N-H-A-M, BenhamBrothers.com. BenhamBrothers.com. All right. Yes, sir. Yeah. God bless you, brother. And we got to hopefully next time it won't be uh, six or seven years before our next interview. <laughs> Thank you, Craig. God bless you. God bless you, too. Thanks again. Bye now.